Hello? What the hell is this? I'm asking myself the same question. Literally. No, this this can't be happening. This you sh What are you doing here? Well, I'll tell you that when you tell me where here is. Is this cosplay? Oh, do you want a selfie, bro? No, no, I'm, not, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, we're not, no. I'm also the Flash. You're also the what? The Flash. The Flash? The Flash. It's complicated. I like your outfit. It seems and comfy. Yours is pretty cool. Smooth. Seems safe. It's and breathable. Found Barry Allen. No! What does that mean? How can this... This should be impossible now. It should be impossible now? You don't know about the... Oh my god, don't do this to me. I don't know about the what. Are you okay? I told Victor this was possible. What does this mean? This is called Pirate Radio. Alright guys, another week has come to its end. And we find ourselves, and by ourselves, it's myself. Hi, I'm Mike Lunsford. I am one of the hosts of The Diner. Uh, I guess it's GGR Pirate Radio at The Diner or at The Diner with GGR Pirate. I don't know exactly what it is. It's something about diners. It's something about GGR and pirates and radios. And uh, we're here talking about shit. Uh, <laughs> so I've got my, uh, my co-hosts. Uh, I've got the guy who helped find GGR Pirate Radio, which is the podcasting wing of the Great Geek Refuge. Check out the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. The guy who helped find this website with me, his name is Steve Monick. Diners, drive-ins, and pirates? Yeah, is that what you, it is? Yeah, I suppose. And as we established last week, he is the um, he is the third leg <laughs> of our podcast team. Uh, his name is MC Brooks. I'm here. Yes. I was okay. on mute for a second. <laughs> you're, you're good, man. Um, which honestly, like the, the, the third leg of our podcasting, um, tripod, <laughs> like the fact that you're the third leg that that's, that's sticking. Right, like that's, that's just, I'm sticking. add that to my Twitter bio. There it is. <laughs> I think we need to get like, we, we really need to push these shirts cause we've done it before, but we need to keep coming up with new logos. But I really think like MC Brooks, the third leg, like just needs to be a thing. Like I, I will, I will please wear that to a, uh convention we're gonna have a nice presence at later this year oh and steve we will talk about that because so, you don't know about that yet so that's oh, that, oh. i have i have not told steve yet that was okay. going to be something i, are, I wait, are we going to do that on air or off air probably off air because we're still working on all the details like we're still okay. trying to iron everything out because it was still like hey are you interested kind of thing so we'll oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah let's not reveal anything until we're actually going to be there because i don't want to run my mouth and then yeah, find yeah, out yeah. they're like yeah you know what never mind we listened to that episode where you guys <laughs> talked about catacon so you can forget it so. <laughs> teasers for people two more yeah. weeks three more weeks yeah all sorts of good stuff though to uh, to talk about but guys, we're here t this evening because, as we tend to do, uh, we talk about everything under the sun that we're geeky about. So it's comic books, it's movies, it's video games, it's music, it's food, it's sports. And tonight's topic is all going to be about sports because if you have been paying attention to the news when it comes to baseball, holy shit, did Major League Baseball come down hard on the Houston Astros? Uh, they were enwrapped in a very interesting cheating scandal that 
baseball, the commissioner was not light at all. I mean, he had very little leeway with them at all. And like, if you look historically at baseball, what the Astros were doing is not unprecedented. It's not something new. It's something that's been done for a long time, as a matter of fact. And we'll talk about that. Just because it was done before, does that excuse it? Or is the the new innovative way technology is working? Is that part of it? Like, how is this changing the game? Is this something the game had to do to stay up with the times to try to combat it? We'll talk about all of that. But we're also going to talk about some of the other big scandals in sports, like big cheating scandals and how this Astros thing kind of stacks up. I mean, when I think of cheating, the biggest thing I can think of is the steroid era of baseball, um, but also to other players and other sports using steroids. But also to everybody's team that they love to hate and their cheating issues, the New England Patriots. We're going to see kind of how we all feel and how this stacks up with that. But of course, there'll also be lots of other great uh, diner conversation as we tend to have. So Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of GGR Pirate Radio at the diner, which starts right now. Listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to the Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. Four leaf clover, make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Three two. gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is At The Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. 
We've got a wonderful show for you this evening. We're going to be talking sports. We're going to be talking about this Houston Astros cheating controversy and also some of the other biggest controversies in sports as far as cheating goes that we can remember uh, as far as like what ranks in our mind. Uh, but joining me on the podcast, as always, I've got the the triad, the triforce, if you will, of podcasting excellence. I've got the guy who helped find GGR with me back in 2014. His name is Steve Monick. Baseball. I watch it sometimes. Talk about it even less. <laughs> We've also got his new nickname, the third leg of our tripod of podcasting. <laughs> his name is MC Brooks. We beat the cheaters. You're goddamn right we did. Oh, like, and that's the, oh, as a, as a Washington sports fan, let me tell you how gratifying that is every time I read another story about this, about how oh, the Astros cheated and like the Los Angeles Dodgers are mad because they, they feel like the World Series from 2017 should be vacated because of the cheating and the Nats are just sitting there sipping their Gatorade, preparing for the 2020 baseball season. They're like, well, we, we found a way to beat them. Don't know how that feels. Like it's, it's, oh God, it's so awesome. I'm just, I am enjoying this so much because it, first off, like, let, let's jump right into this. Like, we're not, we're not, we don't have anything else that we need to introduce or. There's, or there's beat a preamble. Push. Let's go. No, no, no. Like this, this is. If you're unfamiliar with the story, here's what's going on. Just a quick recap. I know a lot of you guys are not huge sports fans. We'll give you the 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 hundred hundred mile view from this, so you can kind of see everything from above. The Houston Astros won the 2017 World Series. It was this great story because um, they they were the worst team in the league for many years, but they grabbed all these draft picks and they were rebuilding. And Sports Illustrated touted them as the next world, the 2017 World Series champions. And I want to say it was like 2013 or 14, but they're like they predicted it. Right. And it was just this feel good story. You're like, hey, these guys were worst to first. Good for them. Congrats. All that stuff. Right. It turns out that they were cheating and what they were doing was they had a camera, a hidden camera on the opposing catcher. And with baseball, basically the catcher uses hand signals to signal to the pitcher what pitch to throw. And then what the Astros were doing is they were relaying this video footage to a guy sitting in the hallway of their dugout. And he was watching this video and whenever a, um, an off speed pitch, so a breaking ball, either a curveball or a slider or a um, or changeup was being thrown, he was making a sound on a trash can to alert the, the batter at the plate. And then with almost like insane accuracy, these guys were crushing this pitch. And like as a batter in baseball, if you know what pitch is coming – it gives you a huge advantage. And that that's why, like, sometimes you'll see – and now that's the other thing, too, is it, it makes you wonder, like, how many times have we seen somebody, like, crush a pitch and it looks like they were just, like, ex- just expecting it. And they just, like, smashed it into left field and did, like, the, the, the upper deck. Like, how many times were they tipped off? Now, that's the thing that this – I think that's the biggest reason why this is a big deal is because it, it makes you question everything. Sometimes you just guess and you're just like, man, that was a really good guess. And I just crushed that fastball into, into the, into the seats. But the other times it's like, maybe they knew, maybe they were cheating. Maybe, maybe there's something else going on, but it's even more nefarious than that too, because there's a video out there of Astros second baseman, Jose Altuve, who hit the game winning home run for the Astros in the American league championship series off of 
um, the Yankees closer, Aroldis Chapman, who throws like 115 miles an hour. The dude just like is insane. And he hit a game-winning home run. And as he's coming around third base, he's pointing at his jersey, telling his teammates, don't rip my jersey off. Don't rip my jersey off. And the reason why this is so suspicious is because there's a lot of speculation that he had some sort of buzzer or some other device underneath of his shirt so that somebody could buzz him or tip him off when there was going to be one of those pitches coming. So it just it, it's starting to unravel and, and baseball just Major League Baseball, um, Rob Manfred, the commissioner, dropped the hammer on the Astros. Uh, the general manager, the um, manager were all suspended indefinitely for a year. And then the Astros owner turned around and fired them. And then other managers for other teams that were involved in this 2017 Astros team, they were all let go from their positions as well. It's it's very, very far reaching. So that's kind of like the quick recap of what's going on with this. But I want to start with with Steve, because MC and I have been going back and forth on this all week, like on, on Facebook, we're messaging each other about this. But Steve, as somebody who's not a huge baseball fan, what's your take on this, man? Like, is this, are you like shocked by this? Is this just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, how, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it, um, it's very interesting to me because it's pretty, what's, what's interesting to me more so is less about the Astros themselves and the punishments they're going to get but the situation the MLB is putting themselves in um, because, you know, they're they've always been seen as kind of behind, you know, the other leagues as far as, you know, being progressive, adding new technology, making the game more exciting. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. It's like baseball's your granddad's sport. Every, you know, really, you know, teenagers watch basketball, you know, middle aged guys watch football. You know, that that's kind of the thing. Right. Um, and so. This is them directly saying, okay, when it comes to sign stealing, we are anti-technology. We do not want to have any technology involved. Everyone knows that you are allowed to, outside of the game, study up on film, study your other teams, come into the game looking as much film as you'd like uh, and trying to understand what the team's signs are and that kind of stuff. And anyone who knows sports knows that there's a lot of prep that goes into the game before it's actually on the field. And this is baseball taking the stance of, like you said, Mike, dropping the hammer on the Astros. And they're the ones that got caught. I think we probably all agree they're not the only team in the entire MLB who does this. And I know we'll get to the Patriots. and I, I feel the same way about them. Like, they got caught on a couple things. There's no doubt that they're not the only team who are doing those things. They're just the ones that got caught, so they got the bomb dropped on them. Um, MLB seems to be taking the stance of, like, no, we don't want technology involved during the game. And with such a high penalty that was placed on the Astros, it's going to be hard for them to backpedal on that stance. Like they can't come out next year and say, hey, all teams, you're all allowed to use video cameras and, and zoom in on whatever you want and have uh, broadcasts in your dugout. And every team can use this. And it's now legal for everyone because these dudes who got suspended for a year and then subsequently fired from their team are going to be probably pretty pissed off if they do a 180 about face on on the ruling they just had so i feel like they're sticking pretty pat to this is how we see the game and we're not going to include any more technology in this um mc sent over a great bunch of links and stuff that you know sign stealing has kind of been a thing for some time uh and i guess mlb is just interested in keeping it at the level that it's at and picking off people who blatantly get caught with it. 
Um, and I agree. Anyone who's like wearing technology and stuff, this the specific system that the Astros were using, there's no doubt that it was, you know, cheating. There's no doubt that it was a a violation of the rules as they're written. I guess for me, it's just kind of, is it even a good rule? Because it kind of seems like everybody in the league does it anyway. Um, so maybe we should just standardize it and make it, you know, ubiquitous that and not ignore the technology that exists that people are already using. And that way it's fair for everyone. Um, I was watching a piece on ESPN that Max Kellerman did, and he walked back through that um, AL, uh, ALCS game between the Astros and Yankees. And that's the big, that's the big conversation piece, right? Did the Astros even make it to the world series in 2017 against this Astro or this Yankees team? And the statistics are kind of compelling when you look at the home road split between those two teams. Yeah. So I, so I think that's kind of where, you know, if the Yankees are able to do the same thing and, you know, maybe it's not an advantage anymore where whether you're home or away, you can see the same footage Then you, you know, maybe then we're just letting the better team win. I don't know. I mean, it's a big question, but it's pretty evident that major league baseball has said, this is exactly where we feel comfortable with the level of sign stealing and what you're allowed to use. And I don't see them being able to change their opinion on that anytime soon. The one thing that like I wanted to mention with this too is we, you mentioned briefly the Patriots and we'll get into them a lot more in detail. One of the things that I wanted to mention with them is like everybody automatically calls them, Oh, the cheaters. Oh, they're the cheaters. They're the cheaters. They're the cheaters. They always cheat. They always cheat. And like with everything that they quote unquote got caught cheating on, it was all stuff that like kind of like you were just mentioning with baseball. It was something that was going on anyways. And it was just it just so happened that the rule had changed and they got caught right as the rule got changed. Like before that, everybody was doing the exact same thing they were doing. So there's kind of a double standard there that that is kind of ironic and comical in a way, because it's like. It's literally like a bank robber getting caught and then ratting all of his friends out and being like, oh, these guys are all bank robbers, too. But, you know, I can't believe you guys were bank robbing like, motherfucker, you were just doing the same thing. Like it's that that's part of it. But like with I, I feel like you guys were talking about like the use of technology for like football, like where you were like they use the pads and stuff like that for the uh, players to for the quarterbacks to like see the plays and the defense uh, defensive players to see the schemes and stuff like that. I feel like there's a vast difference in that than and what the Astros were doing, because with with that, you're you're watching already happened plays. And you're watching it's not real time. It's not like it's giving you an advantage. Yeah, it's baseball's. Point. Baseball is vastly different than than any other sport because like think about like basketball or football or hockey. They're all real time and they're going on like at like baseball. There's this like delay where it's like, all right, we got to wait for the pitch now. So there's a certain gamesmanship that comes with that where, yeah, you can cheat if you really want to. And there, as MC has shown, like Mike Scott wrote a book. He's a former pitcher. He pitched for the Astros, coincidentally. Uh, he, he's not the author. He he contributed to to the book. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Um, but he pitched for the Mets, and and like he mentions that sign stealing was something that's been going on for years. I just I wonder. 
where the line gets drawn, what's appropriate and what's not. And I feel like using electronic technology like that to give yourselves an advantage is one thing. But like as in his in his part of the book, he basically says that like they would be watching a camera in the outfield that was watching the catcher and then they would tip the player off at bat as to what pitch was coming. So like they're yelling something, you know? And at that point, if the other team isn't smart enough to figure out to switch their their signs, then that's kind of on them. But like for them to not know, because like think about it, like one of the articles that we shared is like it, the way that this all kind of transpired and came came out was through a series of like internet sleuthing that like the likes of which we've never seen with baseball <laughs> and like they unlocked shit that like people probably never would have realized like the banging of a trash can. How, how obvious is that really? I mean, among the, among the crowd noise in a, in, in a baseball stadium, crowd yeah. noise, whatever other sounds are, are coming out over the course of a baseball game over the announcer, or just from people banging in the crowd. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard to have figured something like some as complex as that out. Because I think just upon listening, I mean, if you hear the, if you were to hear the audio ten out of ten times, I think most of us wouldn't even have thought anything was off about it. We'd have just been like, "Oh, there's just a guy at bat. Why are we, why are we watching this?" And oh, it's yeah. only when uh, the uh, the guy who who initially started this, and then others who have come out with content since, are like, "Listen for it at this exact moment, bang," or you you hear this at this at this moment. You, or you hear nothing at this moment, and they lay off. It, it's it's only through the help, um, through that that we were able to even get this, which is kind of incredible. Because I, I I honestly don't see something like this happening. What ten years ago? Yeah. You mean us finding out about it? Through, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding out in, in the way yeah. that we found in the way that we found it. Because I mean, honestly, otherwise we probably would not have have, have found out about it. And and I, and I think too, it's it, it's like you said earlier, Mike. People are questioning everything as far as this is con- is concerned. And like while while I was researching stuff, you know, for this podcast just this week, I found a lot of YouTube videos of games outside outside of the playoffs last year, um, where people are are finding things that seem kind of suspect as far as the Astros, and you know what pitches they decided to swing at versus which ones they they laid off of. The, you know, and that yeah, and I can't remember the pitcher's name for the White Sox. That's now a pitching coach. That basically like he noticed it, and it there's game footage. And um, what's his name? Um, the guy who was on Twitter. What's his name? Um, oh, uh, I can't remember what it is now. Like Jombo or something like that. I can't remember what the hell he goes by. Um, yeah, thank you, John Boy. John Boy pointed out that like he was one of the first ones to share that video of that pitcher from the White Sox noticing, hey, they're always jumping on my changeups, but there's always a, uh, there's also a noise that's going on. So like it was noticed a while ago. So it's like you said, you know, this wasn't just in the playoffs. This is in regular season. And it it's a really interesting for any anybody who's ever been caught in a lie. And we and we we've all been there at one point or another. I don't think a single person on this podcast or anybody listening to this can say that they've been 100 percent truthful their entire lives at all times. Right. Like so. <laughs> yeah, you never lie ever, MC. I forgot ever. you're you're incorruptible. Um, there comes a point when the lie the lies overtake the truth. 
and you have to lie to cover up the lie and you have to lie to cover up the lie. And, 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 and it becomes so ingrained in what you are. You don't even know what's true and what's a lie anymore. And with this cheating thing, it's the same principle because these Astros players who won them a world series got paid because of this. And is that money all illegitimate now? Like, should they have gotten these contracts? Because then even going back, like, are they going to be the same players now that they don't have this advantage that most other players in, in major league baseball are not using? Yeah. That, I like, mean, are, that's, a, that's a fair question, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, it's like that helps their batting. I mean, there's an entire half of the game called defense and pitching, you know, that when you're yeah. on the other side of the field. So um, just because you might have, some advantage in the batting in, in the scoring side you still have to be good on defense you still have to have pitching i mean we've seen a big shift recently in the playoffs with how important having a deep and strong bullpen is oh, and yeah. the rotation of, of of the pitching i mean obviously if you knew the signs that doesn't matter what pitcher comes out right um but you know having pitchers and and having you know the defensive side is a big deal um and i'm just wondering too like do you guys think that this will have any impact on the technology side on the defense, like this entire thing is based around sign stealing in the NFL right now. They have helmets with like little earpieces that they can just, I mean, is there any way we could communicate on defense with, without using the signals, then this whole thing goes away. You know, you have a little earpiece in the catcher's helmet, oh, I see the, what you're the, saying. The, the pitcher's wearing a little thing. And maybe the, you know, instead of the catcher making the calls, someone in the dugouts making the calls that the, both the catcher and pitcher can hear the pitcher can still shake yes or no with his head, but now there's no way to know, you know, I guess unless you bug the other team's dugout or something. Yeah. I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to see, because if you look at the Bleacher Report article um, of of the way that the Nats handled it, where they, they had their different rotation of of signs they're different sets so like here this is a quote from uh, kurt suzuki um or the quote from bears uh, for luga who's a writer for the washington post first each pitcher had to have his own set of signs and catchers Jan gomes and kurt suzuki had to be familiar with each one so the staff printed out cards with the codes and had them laminated the catchers would have them in wristbands a la an nfl quarterback with play calls strapped to his forearm and the pitchers would have them in their caps each pitcher had five sets of signs, and they could change them from game to game, or even batter to batter if necessary. Using the set labeled number two, but worried the Astros were catching on, the pitcher could signal to the catcher to move to set number three. Next came the way the Nats employed their signs, which was non-traditional. Rather than just use, say, the second sign the catcher put down, the Nats might might chase the two. That meant the pitcher would watch for the catcher to put two fingers down and then throw the pitch that corresponded to the following sign. Or they could play outs plus one. So if there was one out, the pitcher would be... The pitch would be the second sign the catcher put down. If there were no outs, it would be the first sign. Strike plus one works the same way. Like that's, I think, what's going to end up happening. I think all Major League Baseball teams are going to adopt that because that's going to defeat the cheating. Because if you're recording this, but you're not using your traditional one finger down is the fastball, two fingers is the curveball, three fingers is the changeup, then that fucks everything up. And that essentially negates the whole being able to record it thing. Because then you have no clue what they're actually throwing. Exactly. It, and it, honestly, it, return, it returns baseball to the the randomness of just having to just try to read the pitcher and yeah. actually decipher everything in game as opposed to 
as we were saying, sign stealing in the way, sign stealing via technology in the way that uh, the Astros and I'm sure many other organizations were using also. There's there's a scene in in Bull Durham. I, I don't know if you guys have, have seen that or not. I'm a huge baseball nerd, so I've watched like every baseball movie. But there's a scene in Bull Durham that is one of the most realistic depictions of what playing baseball is like. Uh, Kevin Costner is at bat, and he's you you can hear his thoughts as he's talking about. He's like thinking of okay, the pitcher just threw this pitch. And the the count is two and two. So most likely he's going to want me to chase something. So he's going to throw a change up low and away. And like it was that is kind of the mindset that a lot of baseball players have. And that's what I, I, I used to respect about good baseball players is not only were they athletically gifted, they were sharp and they they recognized trends and they knew what made sense. And they they uh, listened to and studied trends of what this pitcher would throw in these situations. And it was just like the best baseball players were the ones doing this. And now I'm wondering, like, fuck, how many of these guys were just cheating? Like, it it really it really makes me wonder, like that the the Mike Scott thing. He was on the 86 Mets. That's that like that Mets team that beat the Red Sox when Buckner um, lost that ball at first base. Like the again, you know, the 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 great curse of the Bambino. But like it's. I, I wonder if that helped them win because they were doing this. It, it's it just like, like we were saying before, it brings everything into question. So let, let me ask you guys as you know, cause I, I played like two seasons, a little league or something like that. Like I really never played <laughs> any, any serious amount of baseball or whatever. So, I mean, obviously you know, what's coming, you know, like you've stolen the sign, you know, what pitch is coming. And, I, and obviously, it really, really helps you to know when not to swing, um, because that's that's a big deal. Like you're saying, like they're throwing like a changeup or a curveball or something like that um, to try and get you to chase, and that's when you don't want to swing. And I feel like that would be the biggest advantage of stealing the sign, but you still have to be able to hit the ones that you know are coming as fastballs, right? I mean, I've watched enough home run derbies to know just because someone is, is throwing something right down the middle doesn't mean you can crack it over the wall every single time. And those are optimum pitches designed to be kind of fluffed over the plate so they can blast them out of the stadium. You know, so there still has to be some level of skill, even if you don't know it, how much would stealing signs really help that situation when you have I mean, to it, hit the ball? I mean, it, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, you still have to, you still do have to hit it, but yeah. I think also when it, it's a matter of also reading and understanding the pitcher and where they're placing those pitches. So if you know that they're throwing the fastball and they like to throw their fastball high in the way, you know where to swing the bat because you know where they're going to throw it when they're throwing the where they when they're throwing that fastball at you. So you can adjust your stance, and uh, you can adjust your stance so that. It's it, you can either hit it out or hit it to a particular part of the park that you're trying to hit that you're trying to hit the ball to. So I mean, there it, it, it helps it helps immensely. It's it's almost like if if I if I draw a, like a football comparison, it's like if you know the play call coming in, you know that there this screen is going to the left, and you know that the guard is going to pull out to try to get up get out in front, so on and so. forth. So on and so forth. Excuse me, my dog is trying to walk all over me. Um, 
and you, and you know that that you you know the play call. Like you, yes, you still, yes, they still have to execute it. You still have to get there to make the stop. But it's much easier to communicate. Oh, I know I can go through this gap because the guard is vacating this spot, so I can get back there to maybe bat the ball down or get to the carrier or get in the lane of the get in the throwing lane of the quarterback because you already know in advance this is going to happen in this particular way on this particular play. And just uh, yeah. with baseball, it's, it's it's the same thing. If you if you know what pitch they're they're throwing and you know generally where they like to throw that at you. You can ease, you can very easily adjust. Uh, one of the videos I watched showed uh, Altuve making an a, making an adjustment um, after taking one of the pitch after taking a pitch early in the count, uh, making an adjustment later uh, later when he when he knows that it's coming again, so that he to, he ended up hitting a home run on that series, and that's that's, a, that's kind of like how it helps. That's that's a that's a great analogy, man. That really that really cements it for me because it's like. Yeah. You know, I, you're saying like, oh, well, you know, Chapman, he's throwing balls, you know, 615 miles per hour or whatever. It's like, boy, it doesn't seem to me like if I was standing at the plate, I, you could tell me the exact millimeter that that thing's going to cross the plate. and It's not going to make a, a world of difference. But then again, I'm not a professional athlete either. So, there it is. yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe if, <laughs> if you know Lamar Jackson is going a certain way and he's just so athletic, he can't do anything about it. OK, but if you know he's going to run versus a pass at an RPO. I guess that does kind of make a difference, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you still have to execute, but giving giving major league baseball talent level an unfair advantage is is ridiculous, you know? Like just imagine like let, let's take somebody okay, I'm biased because he's my fucking hero, but I also feel like he's like the most uncorruptible baseball player of all time and that's Cal Ripken Jr., okay? Cal played in and in, in almost 3,500 games without taking a break ever, right? There were seasons that he didn't hit as well as he had. And like towards the end of his career, he he wasn't hitting very well. It's part of the reason why he retired. But like, just imagine if Cal Ripken Jr., even slowed by his age, was given an unfair advantage when it came to what pitches were coming. Like, he's still going to hit the ball out, you know? He wouldn't because he's not going to cheat. But at the same time, like... That's that's the problem with all of this is like it it's once you it's it's I'm going to nerd this up. It's it's like Yoda said in Empire Strikes Back. Once you start down the dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? Like that's how I feel. Like once you start cheating, it's almost impossible to stop because like there's a great there. Oh, there's a great quote in here from uh, Eight Men Out, which is a movie about the 1918 Chicago White Sox slash Black Sox scandal where they cheated uh, and bet on the World Series. Uh, if a man can sin with impunity, he will continue to sin, especially if he gets paid for it. Like, wh why would the Astros stop when they're winning World Series, when they're going to the American League Championship Series, when they're making millions of dollars? Like, that's... Why, like, why would anybody stop at that point? Yeah, especially, especially if, uh, and this was highlighted in, in one of the articles, everyone, you know, other people are doing it. Like, like, again, we know that the Astros, they got caught, but they're far from, they're far from the only people who, uh, who, who are probably doing this, especially with how much turnover happens every off season, their yeah. trades, people, si players si sign elsewhere. And there's no telling that, you know, when guys go elsewhere, I mean, it's not like they're not going to say, oh, hey, by the way, 
you know, look out for this uh, when we're in when we're in this particular ballpark. You know, they like to do this thing uh, around this time of the game. Yeah, well, that's, that's a big part of like what's going on with the Red Sox, too. Why they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they won the World Series the next year and they had some of the same staff. So, you know, that kind of stuff spreads out from the source of, of the, the cheating and everything. I want to ask you guys, too, you know, what are your thoughts on the league's responsibility here? Because, I mean, A, they levied some very serious penalties against the Astros because there was also fines and draft pick losses in addition to, to the suspensions and the turn yeah. into fining or yeah. firings. Yeah. But, like, none of the players uh, got any sort of repercussions at all and Altuve specifically has been mentioned a couple of times but no players were were you know fined or or suspended or anything um you know is the league doing enough dude MC had the best answer to this take it away bud oh I mean uh you put me on the spot here I'm sorry because <laughs> I'm like wait what did I say because I um, asked the exact same question I was like how come we're not seeing any of the players see any uh punishment from this and um, basically, uh, go ahead. Okay, I remembered. I, okay. Uh, well, the play, well, first thing, well, they, they got immunity for this uh, as part of the investigation. It, it, it was the only way that, that uh, baseball could guarantee uh, that, you know, they were getting honest testimony um, while they were invest, investigating this. So players got immunity. So as far as, as, far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, the the penalties that the penalties that were that were given out are harsh, but this was player driven, and the players ultimately benefited from this. So for me, I, I feel like they should strip them of the title, and just 2017 is just an asterisk year. No one got the World Series that year, and perhaps you could do the same thing for 20 for uh, 2018 as well. Because the players got immunity, they're the ones who ultimately benefited from the system, and and it's ultimately also going to affect um, the the players who were involved in it. It's also going to affect the players who perhaps were not involved in this also, who are now going to have uh, this attached to them just because they happened to be part of that organization at that time, whether they were, uh, whether they were active members starting or whether they were bench players or whether they were relievers. Whether they, you know, were only up for a handful of games before getting sent back down to AAA, it, it, it stains everyone associated with that 2017 team. And so, like, go, just go imagine that, like psychologically, for a second, like as a as a kid who pitched, like there's nothing worse than getting up on the mound and throwing your best stuff and somebody smashing it out of the, out of the ballpark. Right. That is the fucking worst feeling. You're like, yeah, asshole hit this. Bam. There it goes. You're like, well, shit, like <laughs> that can crush your confidence and professional baseball players. You make it to the big leagues. Your parents come see you play and the Houston Astros bat you around like smashing every pitch that you're throwing because they know what's coming. Like that ruins your career. That ruins your earning potential psychologically. Fuck. Like you might as well just hang it up. Let me go back to the minors and hope I can figure it out. But you weren't doing anything wrong in the first place. That's what's fucked up. Yep. Dude, I think you hit the nail on the head for where I was thinking with this question because, okay, so they vacate the title. Okay. So the team gets penalized with fines and draft picks 
know, taken away. Okay, people get fired or whatever. But if you're one of the players, you are probably already getting like a big fat contract from this and you're essentially stealing that contract yeah. or that money from some pitcher or whatever who was getting their ERA exploded because of your sign stealing or whatever. And that's the part to me that I don't think the league seems to be doing enough for. And while my love for the legal system and everything it seems to be mirrored here where it's okay. They came forward just like a, you know, a criminal comes in and says, Hey, I'm going to give you immunity. I'm going to turn in the whole crime syndicate here. Um, it seemed like it was the same thing with the players. Okay. Give us immunity. And we'll, we'll, we'll give you the full details of the rundown here. That was just the rundown on this particular system. And like, we've all been saying all night, like every other team's probably got their own system that they're using right now. And, I, who knows how many you know minor leaguers careers didn't get made because someone's signs were getting stolen. Um, I, I don't know if the, that I think that's the league's responsibility. And it didn't seem to me like hammering the organization wholly. It, does that send a strong enough signal to tell other teams not to do it when they see people that are now on other teams or whatever or getting, you know, fat contracts on the field? No. And that's why I think it, that's why I think they should strip the title. Yeah, because agreed. I mean, you 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 you're clear because you gave the players immunity. You're clearly not going to, you know, bring you, you're not going to suspend or fine Altuve or or any of or Bregman or Correa, McCann or any any anyone who was part of that. You're not going to fine or suspend any of them. But that's but that's how that this is how you can get to them. You can tell them, hey, that championship you won, you won through nefarious means. And it's going to wanna, affect everybody, regardless of how, regardless of what your role was in it, and that, and and because and because because it's going, everyone won, uh, everyone's going to is, is recognized as a World Series champion. It has to affect everyone with that team. I want to comment on this for a second because I have mentioned him on this podcast before, and mainly my hatred comes for this player because he was an Atlanta Brave. And you guys know how much uh, I hate I hate I Atlanta in the first place, too. right? But like most of my hatred for the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia in general is in jest. I just like I I kid, you know, just like Steve hates Baltimore because the Ravens and the Steelers are, are rivals, right? Like I don't actually hate Atlanta. Okay, it's a perfectly yeah. fine city. I, I don't know anyone from Baltimore personally. It's not yeah. it's not personal. <laughs> exactly. But let me tell you how much I fucking hate Brian McCann. This self righteous like sanctimonious sack of shit that he is because this guy would oh fuck so like i'm so mad i can't even like put the words together and you guys know me i normally don't have a problem with words like (laughs) brian mccann was one of those like have respect for the game have respect for the way it's supposed to be played don't turn your hat backwards because that's disrespectful don't stare at your home runs when you hit them because if you do i'm gonna signal for my pitcher because he's a catcher i'm gonna signal for my pitcher to hit you on purpose in the knee like he did this to bryce harper when i still liked bryce harper like (laughs) This this sack of shit had the nerve to sit there and call people out for not playing the game the right way. And if you look at those splits that he oh, yeah. had in the World Series in 2017 so when he fucking played for the Astros and he was hitting 360 at home and 167 away, you are such a piece of shit, Brian McCann. I will purposely go out of my way if you're ever at like a baseball card event and you're signing shit to come up to you and tell you to your face how much of a piece of shit you are because you are by far the worst hypocrite 
on the face of the planet to sit there and and tell people you're not playing the game right. You're not playing the game right. And then to steal signs to not stand up and say that this isn't how baseball is to be played. Fuck you. And and on top of that, he's been quiet throughout this entire thing. Of you course would think he has. The, you would think the man who who spent his career getting in the faces of batters as they were as they were coming home when he didn't like anything they did or prevent them from being able to walk to walk home be, uh, because he didn't like how they stared or how how uh, slowly they ran the bases and, and whatnot. He's been quiet throughout this entire thing, and you would think he would he would have been one of the first people to come out and either announce his innocence or 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 speak out against against his teammates who were part of it and try to distance himself from it. The, the one his his guilt his guilt is is uh or his he's he's complicit through silence as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and like there's nothing worse than selective moral superiority. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm on a I'm on a much higher moral stand than you. Oh, except for in this particular instance when I'm gonna cheat so that I can win a World Series. Such a piece of shit. Like, oh my god. Like, oh, and he he shares a. Oh, and he, oh, he shares a birthday with me to. Oh, uh, that makes me mad. Oh, oh. So speaking of the, <laughs> the players and stuff, like other than him, like I haven't really read much up on what the Astros players like. Are they all pretty much like mum, or have have they been trying to justify it, saying, "Oh, it's just gamesmanship. It's yeah, it's uh, no big deal." Nope. Like what what's until, been the yeah? Until today, nobody had said anything. Uh, yeah. Dallas Keuchel. Was at a um, he he plays for the White Sox now, but he was he was with the Astros. Um, he he was at a fan event for the the White Sox today, and Apollo and is the first and only player from that uh, from that 2017 team to apologize in any way for um, uh, the, the the cheating scandal and sign stealing. I just as a as a former, and I'm 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 adamant about this. As a former Patriots fan, this cheating scandal just crystallizes to me why I can't be a Patriots fan anymore. Because the way that the Astros players are, are talking about this is the same way that the Patriots were talking about their scandals. Because it would be one thing if it was just like Spygate. It would be one thing if it was just Deflategate, but there was Spygate, there was Deflategate, there was the shit with uh, Robert Kraft getting a, a hand job from an underage illegal immigrant. Like there, there, there's it. It starts stacking there's up. There's the, uh, the, the one the, this year. The camera incident this year. Yeah, there, there's mo- and there's multiple camera incidences. And how many times have they been like, oh, for some reason the uh, headsets that we use that never ever ever fail at any other game in the NF and any other NFL stadium happened to not work when we were in Foxborough. Like, it it just. <laughs> It just sickens me, man. Like, I don't want to be a fan of a team if that's the kind of shit that you have to worry about. Like, that's that just disgusts me. These guys are getting paid a lot of goddamn money. And to think that there is somebody out there – and, like, this is what – maybe this is a reach, okay? But this kind of mentality is the same reason why I can't stand Donald Trump. It's success above all else. Oh, I'm a millionaire. Okay, you're a millionaire because you screwed hundreds of contractors who built uh, Trump Plaza in New Jersey out of the money that you promised them because you backed out of the business deal. And 
you're you're counting yourself as as smooth and smart because you fucked these people over. Like that's not success. Like success success is still doing the right thing and succeeding. Like that's what makes it worth it. But if you have to step on other people and cheat and backstab and lie, you're not really winning. And like that's the now the Astros are in that category. The 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 Patriots are in that category. Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens. You the the list of players that I looked up to at one point in the early '90s is is tainted because these guys were all cheating. And that's where this kind of comes full circle. Is is this as bad or worse than? the steroid thing or is it is the steroid thing worse like steve we'll start with you like your opinion do you think the steroid thing is worse or is this worse personally i i think the steroid side of things is worse uh because for one and i think it's the biggest thing is that it put the players in a position where for their livelihood they had to make the decision whether or not to physically alter their bodies you know what i mean like they had to actually make the decision okay do i inject myself with some kind of chemical that's going to physiologically change me and there's going to be negative effects to that there's a whole moral stance about cheating that imply you is for both of these uh where you're saying i'm going to give myself some kind of unfair advantage so to me on those things it's equivalent whether you're stealing signs whether you're injecting yourself with steroids or any other method of cheating. Um, you know, if you go in, you know, to the other team, sneak into their hotel and spike their drink and all their players get sick, like anything that you do to make your chances of winning on the field better that are outside the bounds of the rules are, are equivalent to me. Um, so when you're saying which one's worse, the one that also comes with the, oh, and then also these dudes are going to have like real serious health problems in the future. Um, they're doing damage to themselves. I think that's what tips the scale to me a little bit. MC, what's your take? I'm a little conflicted. Um, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted. I, I think I lean steroids for the reasons that um, that that Steve listed, but the the reason I'm conflicted is is also for reasons we mentioned earlier because of how many various careers this scandal has affected all across baseball, especially because we don't, we don't really know how long they had been doing it. We know they did it that season for sure. We don't know how long, how long they had been doing it, how many times that, that um, went over into the regular season. Had they been, had that been, had that been the case in seasons prior? We, we don't know, but because of how, how many careers, are, are going to be effect, have been affected because of that and, and, and even affected it since then because even though they didn't win in 2018, the Red Sox did, and Alex Cora was also part of that Astros team. And so we, we, we have back-to-back years where there, there, there are things taking place that give an unfair advantage that are going to affect a lot of people um, regardless of whether they are actually involved in it or not. So I'm I'm a little conflicted, but I, I think um, I would probably lean a little bit towards steroids. But I, I can make an argument for either case. I gotcha. Like I, the one thing that I want to point out with this is looking at the 2017 World Series. We 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 ripped Clayton Kershaw pretty hard 
uh, Nats fans did because he choked, you know, like, and we were just like, I'm so glad it wasn't, you know, a DC player that choked. But like, I want to talk about this, this poor guy, because he's one of the best pitchers of all time in the regular season. He shut the Nationals down the last time the Dodgers played them in the playoffs. Like, was it 14 or 15? I can't remember which year it was. Either way, like, he shut us down. And this dude got batted around by the Astros. Same thing with Hugh Darvish, who is pitching lights out that whole season. These Hugh Darvish felt so shitty about losing to the Astros in Game 7. Mind you, the guy barely speaks English. He found he, – he was – they taught him the words to say – I'm sorry, Dodgers fans in English. That's how bad he felt. And these fuckers cheated to beat him. And they celebrated. There was no guilt. They were too busy spraying themselves with champagne and and hoisting their their championship trophy. Like, I just it just sickens me because, like, I'm a very empathic person. I, I like when I imagine how bad it must feel for somebody else to be in that situation. I feel it, too. And like, can you just imagine that feeling like you let your entire team, your entire city down? And it turns out that the people who beat you were fucking cheating the whole time. Like for I mean, it's just it's disgusting. Like it's I mean, it's it's devastating, dude, the way you put that. Um, Yeah. I mean, but you got to imagine, like, think about the Mark McGuire, Sammy. So it's a home run race. Like every one of those pitchers was at that same disadvantage. Because yeah. these dudes were juiced and they weren't. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it, it. That's where. That's why the steroid one for me was always going to be the worst. Do either of you guys think that the Hall of Fame voting will be impacted by this scandal the way the steroid scandal has impacted all these steroids dudes? They're like, yeah, no, you're not coming in. It oh, fucking better. Absolutely. It fucking better be. It it fucking better be. Like the only exceptions. And I'll I'll state my piece here, MC, and then you can go. The only exceptions to this are the pitchers. Dallas Keuchel should not see any repercussions from this. Justin Verlander should not see any repercussions from this. Garrett Cole shouldn't see any repercussions from this. No Houston Astros pitcher should see any repercussions from this. Because a really good point that was made on Twitter about this, too, is they're like, yeah, okay, so they were stealing signs. But look at the pitching lines um, that the Astros – staff put up against the Yankees in the ALCS. And it was like eight, eight innings pitched, no earned runs given up like that kind of shit. Like they pitched their asses off. It's just, these batters had an unfair advantage and like it could have changed everything. It really could have like CC, CC Sabathia pitched so hard and gave all for the Yankees so much that he like literally like dislocated his own shoulder, like ripped. Like I, I can't remember exactly what injury it was, but like tore ligaments in his shoulder, his tore his rotator cuff. Basically, his career's over because he he refused to come off the mound because he was like, I'm going to give everything that I have for the Yankees. Like, <laughs> and he was. That just sucks, man. You know, this guy lost out on a chance to get another chance, shot at a World Series. And like that, that and I can't, I can't stop picturing CC Sabathia pitching so hard that his hand is still holding the ball. His arm just comes off with it. as He's going towards the plate. The way you said that he pitched so hard, his arm came off. Basically, I just like the steroid thing sucked. OK, but here's the thing with the steroid thing. This is why I think the cheating scandal is worse. The steroid thing, it wasn't technically illegal in Major League Baseball. 
it it wasn't explicitly stated that this is illegal. They weren't drug testing them. Now, because of that, there's still a moral fortitude issue here of like it's the wrong thing to do. But like it wasn't illegal. And it's I'm not saying that those guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They fucking don't because they cheated. But I don't think it's as bad because this was knowingly doing something that, you know, you're not supposed to do. And and with with this weird with this weird like moral like gray area where they're just kind of like oh well everybody else does it like everybody else has got a dude banging on a trash can in their hallway letting them know when this pitch is coming I don't know about all that yeah that was never yeah. ever good enough for me in any of these sports scandals of like well you know other teams like and I'm not saying that we haven't mentioned that I was just going more into like the mindset of why these teams would do it. It's never a valid justification for me of like, oh, well, everyone else is doing it, so we have to do it, too. Uh, no, you don't. Just because everyone else is doing it and getting unfair advantage, if it's against the rules, it's against the rules. I don't really care what everyone else is doing if it's not legal, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's never made a difference to me, you know, and, and that's interesting that you went like kind of air bud rules on the on the steroid stuff. I had no rules saying a dog can't play baseball. <laughs> no one says you can't inject steroids up in your butt to make yourself better at baseball. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the case here, but all right. <laughs> the air bud rules. <laughs> oh, fucking fantastic. M M C what's your what's your kind of final final thoughts on this and then we'll 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 wrap up our baseball chit chat here. Um I mean yeah, I, I agree with everything you both have said so far. Um I I still like I say I'm still kind of in the middle as far as which is worse. Um but I, I will say as far as just just the cheating scandal is concerned, I, I do think um they should have that, that title vacated. Um, I, I, I do think that this is going to, I don't think it'll affect every player that was part of the Astros, um, team, but I do think it will, it will specifically affect guys like Altuve and Bregman and, 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 and others. Bregman, uh, Altuve. Yeah. yeah, Who are, who are, who are especially prominent and who, and who have really wide gaps. I mean, I, I, I sent you the link for those home and away splits, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, during, uh, during that playoff run, I mean, those, Let me pull those that are up real pretty quick. damning. Let me yeah, pull those... that up real quick so we can actually talk about talk about that for just a yeah, quick well, second. Yeah, well, I have it. I have it. Uh, I have, oh, I have it right here. Uh, Altuve's home batting average was 472. His away was 143. Jesus uh, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa was Correa was is not as bad. 371 at home, 211 away, whatever. But McCann, or your guy McCann. 300 at home, 37 at away. 0.037. <laughs> Literally like 10 times worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I wonder what, like, and I, I don't expect anyone on the call just to know off the top of their head, like, what the standard deviation, because I got to imagine everyone in the league, by and large, is worse away than they are at home. I wonder what the standard deviation is, just because you got fans screaming at you while you're trying to bat and, and that kind of thing. Well, when I looked it up, it's it's usually it's usually kind of somewhere around what Correa's is. It might be a little bit uh, a little closer than what his numbers are, but they're it's generally like you're you're a little bit worse away than you are at home. 
but it's usually not like point <laughs> three hundred a point three hundred difference between between your home and away. So if something if you're like you know three hundred dropping down to like two fifty, yeah, totally reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, to... something like that is is about what you is about what you'd expect. Or like okay. for example, one stadium that is an anomaly with this is Coors Field in Denver, because since Denver is the mile high city, it is at a higher elevation. Typically, your home road splits, if you play for the Rockies, are ridiculous. Like, it'll be like, you hit, let's say you hit 50 home runs in in 2020, and, you know, coming to bat, MC Brooks, he hits 50 home runs. 40 of them are going to be at home because, like, the air is thinner and you can hit home runs easier there. So it's like, that's like a, everybody's just kind of like, yeah, all right, okay. And, like, they've adjusted for that. Like what they do in Coors Field is so that their pitchers don't get batted around all the time is they keep their baseballs in a humidor to like keep the humidity low so that the baseball doesn't go flying out of the stadium. So like that right there, they're adjusting for an unfair advantage, whereas Houston is like, fuck it, we're going to do whatever we can to win. And it's that's that's the problem that I have in general, though, uh, 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 that mentality is like all that matters is is the W. And that's just like that. It disgusts me. Well, let me ask you then, as a follow-up to that, if what what else should matter to the players then? Because, I mean, they're explicitly being paid to win. So is it from the league that it needs to change, from the team ownership or them, you know, their own personal accountability? Like, where does the idea that, more, you know, they're writing me a paycheck to, to get Ws or else they're going to kick my butt down to the minor league? Like, where does that come from? That's a really hard question because but it gets down to the core of it, right? Because if you can answer really that, does. then you can kind of say because people base all their actions off incentives. And so, you know, the Astros were incentivized to do this because winning the World Series means the players in that team are going to be more likely to get fatter contracts, have longer contracts, get more outside of, you know, the the actual game check, you know, and in, in with sponsorships and stuff across the board. That's what they're incentivized to do. So where, okay. how do we change that? So there's the answer right there. And that's why your ownership or your your management, your general manager, your bench boss, like the, that's why those guys were fired. That's why Alex Cora, who is the bench coach of the Astros during that run, who went on to be the Red Sox uh, manager, that's why he was fired. That's why Carlos Beltran, who was part of the Astros staff and became the Mets uh new head coach, that's why he got fired because ultimately it comes down to leadership. It comes down to the boss because in my new position at the place that I work, I'm now in charge of people. If I find out they're cheating, but it's there for making their numbers better and making me look better and I don't do anything about it, that's on me. It is ultimately it is ultimately the leadership's responsibility, just like if if a um, if a naval commander, if somebody on his ship goes gets off that ship and murders somebody, that captain is responsible for the members of his crew. This is on them because A.J. Hinch should have stood up and been like, we are not doing this. You are out of your damn mind. Like, I understand I understand that, like, you're making more money, but we've had this conversation before, too. Like, I'm supposed to feel bad for the dude that makes two million dollars because he didn't make 30 million dollars. Like, you you can fuck right off with that. 
like I don't feel bad for them. These guys, they they travel all over the country. They bang hot broads. They they get to play a, a game for their living. They're they're on gorgeous stadiums. They eat high end food, the best of the best catered meals from five star restaurants. I do not fucking feel bad for Jose Altuve because he doesn't get forty million dollars because he didn't do well in the uh, in the World Series. Like that's that's some bullshit. That is all on leadership. And now that I've gotten a chance to really think about it, like, no, there's there's no excuse for it. it How many it just, times have on this podcast we talked about the Steelers culture? Right? Yeah, it, that's right? what it all comes back to is what what the culture is, and I never would have thought before all this broke that that team had a culture of like, you know, whatever, it's cool, just you know, do do your thing. Like I never would have thought that, but I don't live you know <laughs> anywhere that people are Houston Astros fans. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, I just like. I mean, is that how is that how you guys kind of feel about this too? That it's on and, management. That it's on leadership. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that's that's what they, that's their job title. That's what they get paid for. You they're, they're 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 there to to protect to manage the organization, protect the players, and and do things the right way. You're not doing things if players are not doing things the right way, and it pops up more than one time. It's because it, if it happens one time, then it should be corrected. It's not getting correct. If it's not getting corrected, then it falls on the people in charge of the player because they're not correcting something that should be a correctable issue. So, what? Like, I'm reading this over right now. This is what I'm reading. Um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm reading this story on the New York Times that talks about like the the Astros cheating scandal. Uh, let's see. But the worst news by far came on November 12th when the athletic published a story in which former Astros pitcher Mike fires confirmed the team's signal stealing methods in 2017 players decoded the catcher's signals from a live video feed and communicated the signal to a hitter by banging a trash can in the tunnel near the dugout over the next two months. Uh, commissioner Rob Manfred's investigation interviewed 68 witnesses, including 23 current and former Astros players scoured thousands of emails, slack communications, text messages and videos because the scheme was player driven. There was no substantial email trace tying it to management. And Lou now told investigators he had no knowledge of it. Even before the athletics revel revelations, the Astros had a reputation for using data analysis to find any small edge. They used video modeling and algorithms that could pick up tells from pitchers, subtle movements, trying to determine which pitch would come next. That is legal as a form of pregame preparation. And while many clubs m most likely do it now, the Astros were probably among the first to try to detect pitch tipping with the computer rather than the naked eye. See, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like that's legal because you're, you're taking already recorded footage, not live footage where it can be implemented like that immediately. That's learning. That's that's trending. Like there's nothing wrong with following trends. That's going back to what we were talking about with the NFL. You're sitting there looking at the pad, looking at how the defense was set up on because you just threw an interception or something like yeah. that. That play is over, done. Now let's go back and analyze where did I miss whatever little tip they could have given me so I knew where to throw that ball or whatever. Yeah. I'm just I'm, – I'm reading through this. Like it's 
It was clear the Astros were doing something unusually effective. While power hitters generally strike out frequently, a trade-off for swinging aggressively, the Astros lineup has an extraordinary knack for slugging without whiffing. From 1910 through 2016, only two teams, the 1948 Yankees and the 1995 Cleveland Indians, led the major leagues in slugging percentage while also recording the fewest strikeouts. The Astros did it in both 2017 and 2019. Look at that. So it only happened twice. In a hundred and fifth, in a hundred and sixteen years, and those fuckers were able to do it twice in two years. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's probably the most damning evidence of all, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I just like it's baseball. It, they they say baseball is America's pastime, right? And like, that's honestly why I think that this that they that they brought the hammer down on them so hard was because like. You're fucking with America, you know. You're fucking with <laughs> with apple pie, like it's that that makes it that much worse. And you've got to clean this up because otherwise, it, it's tainted forever. Yeah, that was the problem they ran into with the steroid stuff. I mean, it's yeah. like you know, we're we're already losing market share to all the other sports and all the other stuff that's out there. The last thing in the world we want is for people to think like, why am I even watching this? Because the, the outcome is decided before we even see a single pitch. Yeah. So what's the point? You know, the only thing I could say with, with that, with steroids in comparison, is steroids is a personal choice that's affecting you specifically. And it's entirely possible that a coach doesn't know you're taking steroids. I mean, eventually it's going to show like with Barry Bonds when he went from like a skinny kid to like this giant behemoth of a man. But like for the most part, you may not even notice it. But a a, a cheating scheme where there's a TV set up in the in the hallway and trash can banging and and a camera out in the center field like and, and everybody's talking about it. That That's I think that's more egregious. Hmm. You don't think there were any, like, team-driven steroid usage where, like, the coach is like, I don't know anything about this. Now go talk to this trainer. Like, (laughs) Uh, there was some of that for sure. I'm pretty sure that those Oakland Athletics teams that had Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco on them in the 80s, I don't think Tony LaRusa, who was the manager at the time, I don't think he was like, yo, y'all got to shoot up them hero, you know, shoot up them uh, steroids. I almost said heroin. Uh, you got to shoot up that, uh, that those steroids. I don't think that he was telling them that they needed to do that. But I think he knew and I think he just kind of let it slide. Like, yeah, that's kind of how I felt about this, this particular scandal here, where it's I don't think the coach was like called them all into a room one day and was like, all right, guys, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to bang on a trash can and tell each other how to do stuff. It was more like, you know, all right, I'm going to put on these Bose noise canceling headphones and you guys talk about <laughs> whatever you feel like talking about. I'm just going to sit here reading the paper and can't hear you. La, 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 la. Oh, oh, wow. Where our home, our home hitting percentage has gone through the roof. I, you know, must just because they love those Houston fans so much and they get a real boost out of them. Like that's kind of the feeling I got. And it goes back to exactly what you said, Mike. They have a responsibility, whether it's someone injecting some kind of chemical under their butt or someone smacking a baseball bat against the trash can. They need to be responsible for what's going on. You know, the culture is what's going to drive the players. The culture is going to decide what is acceptable and what isn't and incentivize the people to say, look, 
you can do this. I'm not going to say you can't inject yourself with steroids. You're not going to play for my team anymore, but you're more than welcome to make that personal choice if you like. Yeah. And the difference that you're pointing out on this one is that it was a group of people coming together to make a decision to make this system work. Yeah. But I think from the ownership and the coaching standpoint, they probably took about the same level of action of, oh, looks like we're doing a little bit better. I'm not going to yeah. ask any questions. Yeah. I, w- I want to go back to the word of the day today. Uh, because it's there, there are certain words that I love using. I'm, I'm the the chef's kiss, just mwah, just beautiful words, and they're and they're just perfectly fitting. Um, since we already called Brian McCann a sanctimonious piece of shit, <laughs> I also want to call AJ Hinch, manager of the Astros, sanctimonious piece of shit. Because this is interesting. <laughs> listen, listen to this. So at one point, AJ Hinch uh, was talking about uh, in the ALCS, right? Uh, the short time it took for Hinch to go from suspended to unemployed was more than enough time to conjure up memories of his pregame presser 88 days earlier. The session began with Hinch being asked about anonymous accusations made by the Yankees who believed the Astros were stealing signs and picking up pitches and re- relaying the information to their batters via a series of whistles and banging sounds in the dugout. Hinch, clearly expecting uh, to field a question about the story as he took his seat at the podium, adjusted the microphone, crossed his arms atop each other, and smirked. Man, I'm glad you guys asked that question, and I thought it would come up today, and she said, and we talked about this the other day. And in reality, it's a joke. What a dick. (laughs) Yep. Like, just hoping to get away with it? I don't, like, what, what, what was his thought there? <laughs> I can't even believe they're bringing this up. <laughs> like, Let me adjust my monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Twirl my bad guy mustache. Like, what a dick. Like, I hope he never gets a. I hope he's not. I hope he doesn't even get a job like coaching high school baseball. Like, I hope like he he goes to like volunteer to coach little league baseball and like. Like an overworked, like, dad who's coaching the team is like, no, no, Mr. Hinch, we're good. We'll handle this. We don't want to teach these kids that cheating is okay. Like, I hope nobody ever let this dude step on a baseball field again. Fuck him. And, like, fuck half these players that played for them, too. Like, I hope hope Bregman and Altuve, I hope they get booed mercilessly in every single stadium they go in. I hope they get – like, I'm hoping they go to, like, Yankee Stadium or, like – um, City Field where the Mets play because they're like infamous for like like jeering their their um, opposing teams. Same thing with the Red Sox. I hope we get chance of cheater back and forth where it's just like like a like an ocean of sound, just cheater, cheater. Like it, oh that Nats fans, if the Astros come to DC, I'm I'm begging you. If it's if it, you know if it's just me and MC Brooks there doing it, we'll do it. Yep. But you fuckers are joining us. <laughs> if if MLB was smart, they would steer into the skid here and make yeah. sure that the schedule lined that up opening <laughs> weekend. <laughs> oh my god, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Like <laughs> and you got a whole off season to talk about it, to bring it up and yeah, maybe, maybe a little free public no no such thing as bad press, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right guys, I think we have we have talked to this one to its to its conclusion here like the, the astros suck and it, ugh, i'm just so glad i i was so worried in all of this that something was going to come out that said that the nationals cheated too i'm not going to lie because yeah. i'm not i'm not so blind to think that it doesn't happen but like i'm just so happy that they didn't <laughs> like i i 
I can't I can't tell you like how happy I am because like as it's coming out I'm like oh please God tell me they weren't doing the same thing and like they're 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 scot free they came off with like they're coming out smelling like roses like they can do no wrong and like I'm hoping that means more Nationals fans that people are like wow that World Series that improbable World Series one was just that much more magical yeah. because they beat the over the overmatched cheating Astros. I I just. I just rewatched the uh, season highlights again for like the 50th time yesterday. Oh, dude, it's it was so <laughs> great. I, like, think, I, I think I rewatched Howie's uh, doink home run in Game Seven like a good six times. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first time I heard my kids say "I love you," that was pretty awesome. First time my wife, you know, told me that she loved me, that was pretty awesome too. The sound of Howie Kendrick's home run bouncing off that foul pole might be the best sound I've ever heard in my life. Good thing this isn't being recorded. Oh, whoops. <laughs> ha ha. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and indulging us in our, our sports nerddom here. But it's we, we talk about this a lot, that these things that we discuss have I, I, far farther reaching meaning than just the thing, the surface thing that we're talking about. Um, with this, we talked about um, business. We talked about politics, that that winning and being on top is, is not – the end, the end does not justify the means. If you have to do it by cheating and stabbing uh, other people in the back and ruining other people's careers, is it is it really a win in the long run? And I mean, we 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 emphatically here at GGR agree that the answer is no. So you know where we stand when it comes to these sorts of things, and we're always going to make that clear. And that's always something that we're going to stand by, is that don't be a juice bag. That's always going to be an important thing. So for MC Brooks. For Steve Monick, my name is Mike Lunsford, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>